Today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're dabbling, you know, in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart. We are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm thrilled to be bringing a fellow podcaster on the show today. Lauren Boyd is an entrepreneur, attorney, host of The Lauren Boyd Show, speaker, and proud mom. Lauren started in corporate law negotiating $3 billion-plus in international contracts, but found herself feeling uninspired and burned out. In 2018, Lauren started and scaled her own six-figure boutique law firm, Guide My Business. At the heart of all she does, Lauren is driven by her passion for helping entrepreneurs own their brand and their day. To help even more business owners, Lauren created a contract template shop, which includes a growing library of legal agreements and bundles for entrepreneurs and the do-it-yourself stage of their journey. At the heart of all she does, Lauren is driven by her passion for helping entrepreneurs own their brand and their day, which is the theme of her podcast, the Lauren Boyd Show, which is a great podcast. So with all that being said, Lauren, welcome to the Business Spotlight here on Word of Mom Radio. I am so happy to join you today. I'm thrilled to have you on. So I would love for you to share your journey with us. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I think people always assume that when you're an attorney that you must have always wanted to be an attorney. And that just was not the case for me. In fact, I had no clue I wanted to be a lawyer um, until my senior year of undergrad. Um, I was actually a finance major, and I had a dual major in entrepreneurship. And in our entrepreneurship program, we had third-year law students serving as our mock legal counsel for our entrepreneurial ideas. And the funny thing is that as much as I loved the entrepreneurial exercise, I was so intrigued by what they were offering us as far as the legal advice and how they were going around from group to group, being able to support multiple businesses. And there was this part of me that was like, have we been good at numbers? That's why, you know, hence the finance degree. But I just don't think that that's what I want to do. Like, I don't think that's how I'm going to contribute. And so I was like, I think I have this crazy idea. I think I want to, I think I want to go to law school. <laughs> and so I applied to law school my senior year. I took the LSAT within a couple of weeks, applied for early admission, and I only applied to one school because I really didn't think I'd get in. And I was like, you know, I'll use a year and I'll work and I'll I'll figure out exactly what I want to do. And I got in. (laughs) So I was like, I guess I'm going to law school. Here we go. Um, And in law school, I was just really focused. I've never been much of a follower. I've always been, some could say stubborn, some could say decisive, and I just knew that I really wanted to end back up in the position to be serving entrepreneurs. I knew that I, that I wanted to really go the business route, so I took all the business courses, kind of booted the tradition, 
that, you know, is law where you're supposed to clerk and you're supposed to do litigation and you're supposed to write briefs. And I said, you know, and you're supposed to do the write on and be on a journal. I was like, that's just not me. Like, that's not what I want to do. I want to take mediation classes, negotiation, contract drafting, anything that touches business. I want to take it. So sure enough, that's what I did. I graduated um, with a job offer already intact for my internship at a Fortune 100 company. And I went straight into working for them full time after I graduated in-house, you know, didn't go the, the traditional legal route into litigation. And I was purely transactional. And for several years, I negotiated large commercial contracts internationally. It was so much fun. That's how, we, you know, it took a lot of effort to get to $3 billion in negotiations that I led. But I started looking around and I didn't want anyone else's job. I was dating my now husband at the time. And I said to him across dinner one day, I don't, I think I want to quit my job. And I know I can go in-house someplace else because I have this, you know, Fortune 100 company behind me on my resume. But before I do that, I think I want to start my own law firm. And I like to tease that I had to marry him because he was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So he moved in and helped me start paying our mortgage. And, you know, now we're married with a baby and, you know, I'm, you know, three and a half years into my law firm. And this week we're hiring our second associate on my team. So it's, it's been a crazy journey. And it's so funny. I think I always knew I would have a business. I had no clue to be a law firm. And, you know, I just honestly couldn't find a better way to have grown roots in my community. What an exciting story. I love that. I really do. You know what? It is a wonderful thing to have a partner in life that supports your dreams. That doesn't make you feel like, when are you going to quit this and get a real job? Why would you leave that kind of security? All of the things that most people will say to you. Instead, it's like, well, okay, then here we go. So, but I do, I love that. So now I'm going to flash forward. How did you prepare for maternity leave so <laughs> your business could actually function in your absence? You know, I'll be honest, it wasn't a total maternity leave. You know, it wasn't traditional. That was the one thing I have to say that I had the most emotions over as I prepared for to bring Sutton into the world. You know, that was that was the hardest thing for me, knowing that it wasn't going to look like some of my friends. And it's so funny, I'm like getting emotional now talking about it. It's been great. I think as business owners, we have the blessing and the curse that, you know, it's our business and we're our own boss. And there's this kind of in between where, you know, I felt responsible for my associate and this firm I've worked so hard to build. And there's so many things that I do behind the scenes to make it go that, you know, I did have to work a little bit and I really tried to keep it to, you know, really short, like one day a week, my husband works four days a week. So the one day, which is today, we're actually recording. So he's on daddy duty, I, you know, can get plug in, get some stuff done because I have some hands free. And then I was just giving myself a ton of grace. You know, I had really geared a lot of things up, whatever I could get ahead done ahead of time I did. But I also realized that as, you know, the owner of a firm, the things were probably going to come up and I had to help and support my team so that, you know, they could do what they needed to do. And so it was really hard for me to realize that it wasn't going to be this traditional, like unplug, wash your hands, talk to nobody for 12 weeks. And that was just, that was a hard fitting thing for me. But then when I started talking to some of my friends who just so adored their maternity leave, it made me a little sad, but then I realized that they had to leave their little ones and go back to work full time. 
and I didn't have to do that. So it was the blessing and the curse of being an entrepreneur. Though, you know, I was having weekly calls with my associate, though I was, you know, doing some things behind the scenes, you know, we're, she's two and a half months old right now. And I don't have this, like, what happens when I go back to work? Because now we've kind of found a routine and I'm, you know, going to be able to be present, be home a whole lot more than some of my friends. And I was just talking to a friend yesterday who's burned out in her corporate job and looking at, you know, to pivot. And she said, you know, how's this going? You know, what are you going to do, you know, as far as, you know, childcare? And I said, well, I'm hoping to only work two days a week. And she was like, I wish I could only work two days a week. And that's the blessing of, you know, all of the long hours that have gone into building this firm and, you know, some of the, you know, sacrifices that you make, it's not the traditional maternity, but afterwards, I think it's a whole lot better because it can be whatever I want it to be. So yeah, long and short, that was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do was realize that, you know, it wasn't their traditional maternity leave. The wonderful thing I think about owning your own business, your clients know you, they know you have a baby. So if you are talking to them and something happens and your baby needs you, they're not that corporate where you're in a job and, you know, I don't care. It is that joyful part that when your child is in the background, they're not going to be, you know, okay, Lauren, does the baby really (laughs) need to be there? As opposed to, oh my gosh, so what's the baby doing now? And a lot of us are parents and we know. You many times women with word of mom, the dog will bark, the kids come in, it's word of mom radio. If anybody has a problem with a kid cameo or a dog cameo, then we're the wrong radio show for you to be listening to. Because it is all about how we make it all happen. It just is, you know? So for you yourself, how are you adjusting? Your baby's Mm -hmm. only two and a half months old. You look fabulous, by the way. You guys can't see Lauren, but I mean, my daughter's 29. I'm still losing my last 10 pounds. (laughs) You know, I've heard that from my mom my whole life, I feel like. You know, I, I feel like for us, you know, we have just been such a good team. I really will say like my husband's been, you know, the best teammate, both, you know, when I started this business through all of this and, you know, he's been really holding, you know, holding this one day a week, you know, really tightly with kind of some of his job opportunities so that it can be my time so that he knows that like, I can really, you know, focus on what I need to focus on. And he's always kind of, you know, championing, you know, I've got this, why don't you do what you need to do or take, or take, you know, the other day, it was so cute. I actually plugged in with some entrepreneurs for the first time. And, you know, since I had her and they were doing like a little wine night and manifestation thing, and it was going to start before he got off work. So we were all sitting on this couch, you know, kind of planning out our 2020 talking and, and, you know, one, one husband shows up, my husband, and he's at the door and there's like 20 women in a room and he just kind of peeks in at the door and everyone goes, who's that? And he came to pick Sutton up so that I could have the rest of the night to myself and just be with the girls. So, and all the girls just, you know, we all love that because we're all in that same stage where, you know, knowing you have a husband that can, that will show up and drive after work to come get the kids so that you can enjoy the last hour by yourself, you know, knowing it's bedtime's coming up and some crankiness might be coming up you know, it's just been such a blessing. So I feel like he's done that for my business and he's done it for, you know, my mom, mom's sanity as well. But you were absolutely right about knowing your clients. Some of the people I was there with are my clients and they just adore her, you know, and there, I onboarded a few clients while we were, you know, while I was on maternity 
and I, you know, explained to them, hey, I've got, you know, one day a week I could, I would love to connect with you because some of them were, you know, good potential leads and I'd love to connect with you, but I'm on maternity leave. So I'm only plugging in on Monday mornings. That works for me. We all have kids. And, you know, I kind of walked them through when I built my firm, I built a culture first. We have boundaries. We work four days a week. It's Monday through Thursday. I don't expect my associates to check their emails on the nights, on nights or on weekends. I do know that they have a work phone and occasionally a client emergency will pop up. My daughter, I was six weeks pregnant the last time I had an emergency on a weekend. So if that gives you any, any idea, you know, how good our clients are. They know when something's truly an emergency. And, you know, my team has loved that, you know, work-life balance. I want them to be at work and present when they're at work, but I also want them to really be present with their family. So we've built this culture where my associates are part-time. They're 20 hours a week. That really doesn't exist in law. And when they're not at work, I don't expect them to be plugged in. I don't encourage them or ask them to check their emails. And I've told our clients that that's how we, you know, we work for Monday through Thursday. When we're here, we are here to support you. And I feel like we're very responsive, good at what we do. And then when we're not there, they, they know that they can send us an email to get it off their plate and on the hours. And then they'll get an email when we're back in the office. But we have clients that absolutely respect that. They respect that we're moms. They respect that we're striving for a balance. And it's so funny. I was always so nervous to put these boundaries in place. I have a no texting policy. And you're always so nervous to put these boundaries in place. And my clients have gone, I love that you have a no texting policy, or I love that you don't work on Fridays. How do I do that in my business? Can you write my contract to say that I won't text anybody back? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can. And so it's been a blessing like to be the one to kind of take the scary steps towards those boundaries that's going to reflect the business I wanted to grow for my family, um, you know, has really paid off and hopefully made a better impact even for my clients because they've, it's given them permission to have those same boundaries. On that note, we are going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good, it'll 
stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Lauren Boyd. I love that you have trained your clients the way that you have and empowered them to ask, how do I do this in my own business? Because I am like you. When it is my time off, it is my time off. When I'm on vacation, I literally take social media off my phone. I don't even want to be, oh, I wonder what's going on kind of a thing. I don't care because it'll all be there when I get back. You know, unplugging is the best thing that you can do for yourself. So I want to go into a little bit of your expertise and talk about, you know, your whole idea of own your brand trademarking your business and your brand and your boundary topics, all of those things. So kind of take us on a little journey. Absolutely. So one thing that's so important, you know, as business owners, it's very emotional to pick a business name. Like it's, it's a big part. It becomes a big part of our identity and obviously our business's identity to pick a brand. And, you know, for me, I picked my business because I felt like, you know, I wanted to create a firm where maybe eventually it was going to be more than just me. So I didn't really want it to be my name. I figured, because I was dating my husband at the time, my last name may change. And so I started to kind of craft, like, what do I want this to be? And I said, well, I really want, really want to be, you know, on this journey, this business journey with my clients. I want it to be a name that's approachable. I want it to be different than the big downtown law firm feel. I don't want it to feel intimidating. I want to come up with a name that really means something to me. So I have this emotional attachment to the name of my law firm. And I want to make sure that no one else can use the name of my law firm because I took a long time to build up this brand and the goodwill associated with it, all of the branding and investments that have gone into it have been, you know, a big investment of time and energy and, and money. And so for me, I really started looking into, you know, anything that I've done for my business, I want to offer to my clients as advice. And so trademarking is the best way that you can own your brand so that you can actually have a name in an industry for your goods or services that you offer. And you can be the only exclusive user of that name. So no one else can use guide my business when it relates to legal services because I don't want anyone else to be confused. We're also expanding that. We're, you know, in the process of expanding it to have, you know, our podcast under the Guide My Business name. We're looking into other ways to kind of expand the brand because we used it first and we filed a, a trademark for it. We have the rights to use it exclusively. And the whole point is that it's not confusingly similar to anyone else's brand. So no one else can kind of piggyback off of my hard work and create a brand that's confusingly similar enough to redirect potential customers. So for anyone who's listening to this, your brand deserves that amount of confidence as well. You want to be able to grow and scale with the confidence of owning your brand, then you're going to need a registered trademark. The best place to start is go to the USPTO.gov website and do a basic name search. You're literally going to type in the name of your business. If your name is like a play on words, or it sounds like something else, but it's maybe spelled uniquely, test it under a couple of different variations. 
you know, how would someone, you know, to the naked ear, how would they type it out? You know, if it's just a plan, the way you spell things, type it several ways and do a search and see what's coming up. This is good exercise for anyone who's already in business, who's been in business for years, who doesn't have a registered mark, and for somebody who is thinking about a new business name. We say the best place to start is when you're starting the branding experience is the best place time to start a trademark because we don't want you to be three years down the road when we maybe have to deliver bad news and it's happened. You know, you might have the same great idea as somebody else, but if they registered it first in your goods and services, you're not going to be able to use it. So we've had to deliver bad news in the past. So we like to say, you know, don't get there first, you know, take that step now. So if you, if you've never done it before, give yourself grace, go on the USPTO.gov website and do a search because there's just this level of peace of mind. And truly, I think this other, this mindset that changes when you know that you can own your brand. We actually, there's a stat that says business owners that, that trademark their brand in the first year of business earn three times as much revenue in their first five years. So specific to moms, you know, and I love that you are not only diversifying your team, but the fact that it is a 20 hour a week job and mm-hmm. that you encourage them to actually leave the job when they're done with the job. How do you, how do moms go out there finding that kind of flexibility? What should they be looking for? You know, you know, I think there's like something about, you know, deciding what you want and then, you know, being able to tailor what you're looking for. Because I really do think those opportunities exist. I mean, again, I was talking to my best friend last night and, you know, I said that, you know, she's thinking about a career change. And I said, well, you know, I'm working two days a week and I know right now I'm hiring for someone for 20 hours a week. And, you know, my friend, I think just feels like in her industry that doesn't exist, you know, and she's considering a different shift that's going to give her that time flexibility. And I, I think what you have to do is really just go through the exercise of what do you want it to look like? You know, what, what do I want my day to look like? Who do I want to get to know? Like for me, when I started my firm, a big part of it was I was so sick of commuting to work, to hop on conference calls with people I would never meet in person, you know? And I really felt like there was something behind growing your own business and having relationships and roots in your community. So that was something that I wanted, you know, wanted to bring in. When my current associate was looking for the job, this was actually really funny. We, she actually applied to the job when she was nine months pregnant. And her, and her email said, you know, she wrote this lovely email and she, you know, applied, you know, did the steps of our different application process. And she said, but I have to tell you, I'm nine months pregnant. But the way she, but she said, I just, this is the job that I dreamed of. And I didn't think it existed. So I, I had to apply. What happened was I actually ended up hiring somebody else, but in those calls that I had with her, I actually said, you know what, I will find room for you if you still want it. After you have your baby, reach out to me and we'll stay connected because I think we're going to need to hire somebody else and we'll, we'll see. We'll just keep this conversation going. Two weeks after she had her son, she emailed me. I'm... I know I'll be ready on this date and I'm still, I still want the job and her passion for wanting this position made me find a place for her. Like 
I already had hired somebody because I needed someone to start sooner because I was pregnant and I wanted to start training somebody, you know, to help me take the, on the load. But she had such a passion that I, I made room for her. And the funny thing is the person that I hired first really wasn't happy in this position. Though she thought she wanted a part-time position, I think she had kids that were getting older and they had more independence. And I think she was realizing that she really wanted more. She wanted to be plugged in more. She wanted to fill more of her free time. She never listened to my don't email people on Sundays, don't work on Sundays, bound, you know, trying to enforce her boundaries. She really, that she disliked that part of our firm. And so for me, I need someone who, who loves that part just as much as I do. And that's my current associate. And now as I'm hiring for number two, again, I am looking for that person that is so happy to be in this position that they're going to fiercely defend our boundaries because they're important to them. And I think that that's, you know, the big part of it is finding somebody who dreamed of this job. If you're the person dreaming of the job, know what it is you're looking for, because if you don't, you might end up like my first hire and you might end up in the wrong position. I'm going to ask you, what kind of approachable advice would you have for entrepreneurs and mompreneurs at different stages of their business? Oof. Okay. So I have to say, right, because I can't, I can't take off the lawyer hat. The first thing I would absolutely do is file a limited liability company. So I don't care if you've never made money yet, if you're just in that investment phase, if you're building a website, if you're building the inventory, whatever it may be, I want you to go file an LLC. It's different in every state. You can go to either your, your corporation commission, that's what it is here in Arizona, or your secretary of state's office, go to the .gov website, file your LLC. That is going to create a different, a separate entity from yourself. It's going to reduce your personal liability from your business activities. That is one of the most important things you can do because I want to, I want to tell people that, you know, sometimes I loved your intro. It's we're not dabbling we're invested these, you know, to show that this different mindset to step into that. I think we have to stop running our businesses like a lemonade stand. You know, we're not just taking our supplies out and going and offering ourselves up without building the foundation. And I think the most foundational thing you can do is get yourself a separate entity, reduce the personal liability from you and your family. And then that's actually going to allow you to get an EIN, which you can get from the irs.gov website for free. Please don't get fooled by the ads when you type it into Google, don't pay $99, do it for free. The moment you file your LLC, even before it's approved, you can go straight to the IRS website and you can file your EIN for free. You will actually get it immediately. And the moment your LLC is approved, you take the EIN and the LLC to the bank and you open up your business bank account. That's gonna make sure that all the write-offs, all the deductions, all of those things are in there and clean for your bookkeeper or accountant to help you keep track of because now you've got this different level of organization and I think this different attitude going into starting your business. So that's the first thing that I would do. The first things that I would do. Um, and if you have been in business for a while and you haven't done it again, give yourself grace. Maybe it's time to pause and do it now. And then next for almost everybody contracts, having contracts in place, whether you're a product based business or a service-based business, having products in place with the different people that you work with, having, sorry, contracts in place makes it very clear what your expectations are, whether it's with your vendors, 
your customers, whatever it may be, because I want to make sure that you're protecting your intellectual property when you're hiring people to create graphics for you. I want you to own those graphics. So you need an intellectual property clause in your contract. When you have a service-based business, again, I want you to talk about intellectual property. It's like the, one of the biggest things that we do these days is create intellectual property. And I want you to protect it. But in service-based agreements, I also want you to protect your boundaries. What are your office hours? What's your preferred method of communication? How do you, you know, how do you work? I don't want your process to be how your customers want it to be. I want it to be how you work best, how your team works most efficiently. And I want you to write your contract around that. So for me, it's about building the basics, building blocks. And I think as businesses, we get really overwhelmed and we think we need all of the things all at once. But what I want you to do is really just start with the foundational pieces. You know, get your LLC, get your bank account. If you have a brand name that you're going to be investing in, get a trademark. If you are going to have relationships with people in your business, which I'm assuming everyone's not in their head yet, then I want you to have contracts in place because I want that hard earned, you know, what, whatever it might be, right? Whether it's you're investing money into having someone create something or that time that you're putting behind a client relationship, I want you to have clear expectations so everybody walks away understanding what their, what their roles are. Absolutely. Fabulous advice. And what a great way to end this conversation. Definitely going to want to have you back. <laughs> really because you have so much great information to be sharing with everybody. Please let everyone know how they can reach out to you, Lauren. Absolutely. The best place to find me, I think, is on the Instagram at Lauren Boyd, at the Lauren Boyd. And it's so funny, before this conversation, you and I were talking about the power of LinkedIn. So if you are on LinkedIn, I, this year, am putting effort into LinkedIn. I'm going to go back to your episode on LinkedIn, which, which show is it on? Remind Janice me. Janice Clark, Social Media Help Not Hype. And if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash word of mom radio, which is where our show is housed, type in in the search bar, Janice Clark, Social Media Help Not Hype, down there. She's okay. got a lot of episodes, but that's where the LinkedIn episode will be found. We were chatting about that episode. I'm going to go through that exercise. I'm going to listen to the episode. So, if you also need to put effort into LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn too. That's going to be my new, I'm going to tell people in the future, not my Instagram, but my LinkedIn. My new, my new you know, goal for this year is really to invest in my LinkedIn and really spend less time on social media in the Instagram sense. So find me on, find me on either. But if you find us on, on Instagram, you'll actually find our business page. We have incredible tips for entrepreneurs dripping out at least twice a week. Um, on at guide my business on Instagram. And you can even check out our website. We have full length blogs on a ton of topics that, you know, really answer our most asked questions from clients and consultations. So that's a really good place to see if you can find some, some helpful advice. Where can they find your podcast, Lauren? So let me give you guys some behind the scenes. I think we're rebranding. I think we're rebranding the Lauren Boyd show to some version of guide my business. This year, I'm trying to simplify my life, and I'm going all in on my original business, Guide My Business, um, so you can find it hopefully under the firm name in the future, but connect with me on Instagram, and then this way, we'll, we'll alert you to any changes. So right now, it's at the Lauren Boyd Show, but we're working on something really, really fun that's going to drop in March, 
and it might be under a different name. I don't know. We're, we're still working on it. All of Lauren's links will be live on wordofmomradio.com and on our Blog Talk Radio page. I really encourage you to reach out to her. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today, Lauren. It's really been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honestly sad it's over already. I can't wait to pop back on. Well, you know what? You're going to be in the business spotlight. And once it goes on, then it'll go into syndication. So you'll be able to hear it all over the place. So again, thank you so much for being here. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for sharing time with us today. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true.